how to pull business from people that already know, like, and trust you, and the reasons why they do. This is how I started my career in the real estate industry, and it was the best thing I ever did, and that's coming up right after this. Greetings and welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Pete Lorimer, former hit record producer and now host of the show, Stay Here on Netflix. On the podcast, you will always find business and real estate strategies, marketing techniques and tips for the entrepreneur. So hit the big bloody subscribe button, would you? Give it a like and also please share this podcast with someone else that might get value from it. industry is a peculiar industry. When I got into it back in 2005, I was given very well-intended advice, which was, look, you want to try and appeal to as many people as you can all the time. And I remember my dear old dad, God rest his soul, he used to say a phrase to me, which was, well, you'll please some of the people some of the time, but you'll never please all of the people all of the time. And what that really is, is kind of like a, a mantra for working with a niche. So, When one gets into the business, like maybe you're a new agent. If you're a new agent, put your thoughts in the comments, maybe ask some questions. But it's a very daunting industry to get into. I'm going to now kind of give you the path that I took, which in my opinion was a little bit of a mistake. So I came out of the music business, as many of you know, and I joined a pretty big firm here in L.A., And I was like, I was just a blank slate. I didn't know anything about the real estate industry. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know anything. I'm not going to pretend I know anything. So I'm just going to do it their way. I'm going to do what they tell me. And they gave me very well-intentioned advice, which was the following. Wear a suit. I was told to wear a suit. And I'd be always been wearing T-shirts and and like my, you know, my music business clothes. and, And wearing a suit was something that was very odd for me. And I hadn't worn shoes in years and years and years. But I did what they said and I put on a suit and they said, go door knocking. And they said, you know, go to open houses and then send these boilerplate kind of templates out to your sphere of influence, which is, have you thought about buying or selling this year? 2005 is a great year to sell. And I'm like, it feels a little bit cheesy, but you know what? I'll do what they say because I don't know anything. So I tried it the way of this particular company for about six months. And I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I was miserable. I was so down in the dumps. I came out of this wonderful, colorful, kind of like creative environment of the music business. And I joined what felt like, you know, working in a bank. And it was really beginning to sap my soul. And I remember coming home to my lovely wife, Cindy, and I said to her, babe, I just don't know if I can do this. I think I'd rather drive a bus because I just found it so soul destroying that I'm wearing a suit. And I just, I felt, you know what I felt like? I felt like a fraud. I felt like I wasn't me. And so I said to her, look, I want to do this thing my way. And if I fail, I fail. We'll just move on to something else. I said, I need to be myself. And I said, I feel like, a, you know, I'm wearing a suit and all my clients and mates, they see me in this gear and they're like, that's not Pete. That looks like someone else. And so she gave me the wise words, which was the following. You know what? Do it your way. You know what? We'll always be fine. Go do it your way. And if we fail, we fail. And that is all I needed to hear. This is where my niche began. And so I had been trying to appeal the masses 
by looking corporate and, you know, doing the stuff that everyone does, which never jived with me. And then I remember speaking to my manager and I said, look, I have a really powerful connection to the music business and I really want to dive into that. And she kind of looked at me sideways like, well, that's not really the way you do it. But what I did is I started dressing the way I wanted to dress. I started calling my mates and my sphere of influence and I started really tapping into my niche, really nailing my niche because I could speak the same language. Now, I'm not someone that specializes in doctors and surgeons and people in the medical profession, which a lot of real estate agents do, you know, maybe aerospace or or travel. I don't really know. Mine has always been creatives. And the reason why I was so good with creatives is because I was one of them. I could connect. I could look them in the eyes. I could feel the empathy. I could give them great advice. I could look at their young family and imagine it was my own. I was one of them. So it wasn't this kind of imposter that was trying to capture their business. It was one of their own. And I decided when I went out of the gate going after my niche, that all I would do was creatives. And then I used it in marketing. My unofficial name in LA was the rock and roll realtor, the ex-music business guy that got into real estate. And I got passed around by all the creatives and the labels and the management companies and the business managers because they're like, yeah, this guy, he specializes in entertainment. Actually, he specializes in the music business. And so all of these managers that had, you know, some rock stars, they were like, yeah, you want to work with Pete because he's ex-music business and all he specializes in is the music business. Now, of course, I worked with other folks. If somebody wanted to sell a house that was a dentist, I would sell it. If somebody wanted to buy a house that was a sports trainer, I would help them. But to the outside world, my niche was creative. And when I started PLG Estates prior to Corcoran, I had another mantra, which was, I called it the Soho House of Real Estate. And people kind of got it. They were like, oh, that's that really creative guy that started a really creative company. And then the company grew because of it, because I owned a niche. Now, maybe your niche is the medical industry. Maybe your niche is sports. Maybe your niche is equestrian. Maybe your niche is people that have houses with docks so they can have their boats. Whatever your niche is, I would absolutely encourage you to own it. And when you post about it and when you talk about it and you go to events about it, then you're going to be known as that guy. I once had two niches. I think I've talked about this before which is the following. I was living in downtown LA. I was newly married with Cindy. This is before kids. And I love downtown LA because it reminded me of the Docklands in London. And so we moved downtown and we were not, we were in that kind of first to second batch. This was 2004. And so I was selling stuff to the music industry and the entertainment industry in Beverly Hills, Hollywood Hills and kind of West Hollywood. And then downtown, I had a whole separate niche I was, we, Cindy and I were lo- known as the loft guys because we lived in a loft. And then we got this, we got a lot of clients who were loft people who said, yeah, yeah, Pete and Cindy, they're the loft guys. And then I'd literally show some lofts in downtown, get in my car, drive up to the Hollywood Hills. And then the clients would be like, yeah, this is the guy that does the Hollywood Hills. He's the rock and roll guy. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I can have as many niches as I want. And the two didn't really collide. Now, it can be a bit of a juggling act, but the point I'm making is, There are people that already know, love, like, and trust you, that you already have 
commonalities with, that you already have things that you can relate to. Instead of like, if I sit down, now I'm speaking broadly, but if I sit down with a table full of brain surgeons, I might struggle for conversation. But if I sit down with, you know, an album designer, a tour manager, you know, an artist and a this and a that, I can speak their language all day, all night. And then what I made sure I did was I, I attended all of the events where my people were. So I hear these things about networking, networking events, right? Now, networking's great, but very often I've been to some of these networking events where it almost feels like Tinder. Like people are just there to get a, get a hit. Tinder's a little after my time. I've been married 17 years. So I didn't really enjoy going to those type of networking events, but I did enjoy going to my music business events and album launches and, you know, after parties and Grammy parties and this and that and that. And it really has stood me in good stead. The moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen, is this. If you're going to nail a niche, you got to own it. You can't be like half in. you got to own it. And you've got to be unafraid of people referring to you as yeah, Pete, he's the rock and roll guy. Or, hey, Cindy, she sells boats in Marina Del Rey. She sells, sells properties with, uh, with docks in the marina. You've got to own that niche. You can expand it over time, but don't be afraid you're going to lose business. That's the way that I did it. I did it the wrong way in the beginning, and then I really jumped into it afterwards, and it has served me well in everything that I do, not just as a real estate agent, but also... When I started my own company, I really owned that niche. And now that I'm with Corcoran Global Living, you know, I'm owning that niche. We're, we're, we're just a bigger independent boutique, right? Where we've gone from a pirate ship to a battleship, but it's all the same vibe. And I guess I'm, I'm rambling a little bit, but the point I'm making is this. You need to be able to give that elevator pitch in 20 seconds of what your niche is and why people should work with you, right? If you can't, it doesn't mean you, you won't be able to figure it out, but you need to go. If somebody says, okay, so great, Pete, why should I work with you? Well, you should work with me because I've represented, and I know I would maybe rattle off some names of people that I've, I've represented in confidence, and I would rattle off companies that I've worked with. When I was a new agent, I said, you know, you should work with me because I'm one of you. I actually come from the music business, so I know how you think, I know how you feel, and it would be my, my pleasure and my honor to help you find a house. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, but I just kept in the game and I owned the niche. That's about it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back again next week with another topic and another great podcast. So don't forget to hit that button and subscribe. Until next time, take care and I will see you later. 